Hey, 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 hey. What it do? Welcome back, everybody, to the 59th Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Guy Patterson. And tonight, we got another fireside chat. Bringing on none other than my co-host here for episode 107, Dylan the Nature Boy Scott. Nature, how you doing tonight? Phenomenal. I mean, it's more like a, sitting in a dark backyard chatting with fires. Not you know, I will say, cold. if there was a camera... This fire started very well and ended in about <laughs> 15 seconds. Maybe 15 that seconds. might be generous. I'll put this right here. Honestly. I'll leave that there just so it's in between us. Well, I'll just start it off by saying, how about the win tonight? Mets versus Yankees. What do you, you know, what did you see? What do you got? I mean, good win for the Mets. I mean, obviously the season is going the opposite of how I think anybody would have thought it went, but anytime, Agreed. whether whether it's a good season or bad season, anytime you can go out there and beat your crosstown rivals, it's always a big win. Not good feeling. Final score is what, 7 4? 9 3. Oh, they ended up putting more on in the ninth. Yeah, the Mets put up like two that. runs in the ninth inning or something. So maybe it was 9 4. Wow. Interesting. Pete Alonso, who's been struggling a lot, had a good night, had uh, like five RBIs, okay. two home runs. So mm-hmm. definitely something he needed. He was what about Volkbach? Yeah, he went back to back with Alonzo, but I mean Alonzo came into this game batting like two oh three. So I mean he, he really Brutal. needed you know what I'm saying? he really needed a good night to just try to bring up that average just a little bit. Domingo Armand. Yeah, that one off good game the that he had. Good game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you know. Yeah, sick on the podcast. We were, yeah, we were actually there the next day in Manhattan. And I don't really think Domingo Armand has actually had a good start since then. Like I'm actually curious. I'm going to look up this guy's stats. Even before that game. <laughs> yeah, he had like three terrible games before that. Yeah, this guy's going to get remembered in history. Because now I'm kind of curious just to For see the, how he's game. done since then. Because I, I got to say, I don't what's think going it's been on that good. this far? <laughs> this is terrible. I mean, this would. <laughs> I mean, his last two starts. I mean, this, the start after that, he gave up two earned runs against Baltimore, and then the start after that, he gave up only one earned run against Chicago. So that wasn't bad, but then he gave, up, he gave up six earned runs tonight and then five earned runs his last start out. So the Jesus last two have been Christ. pretty bad. The first two after the perfect game weren't weren't really bad, but the last two have been pretty um, tough to watch, I guess, for a Yankee fan. I agree. I mean, and, I uh, you know, I'm hearing weird trade deadline rumors about what's going on with Verlander. What do you got to what do you got on your mind about that? Is it true? Do you see him leaving? What about, you know, Robertson? I mean, I don't really think that they should trade Verlander or Scherzer. I mean, especially Verlander more so because he's really settled down. I mean, he had that start in Atlanta that, you know, I think it was at the beginning of June that, I mean, it was just terrible. Probably his worst start of the year. But after tonight, I mean, he went six innings, only allowed maybe I think a run or something. His ERA is like 1.98 since that start at the beginning of June. So, I mean, he's been pretty solid for them. And, I mean, I know this year is not going great, but I feel like you can't blow up the whole organization after one bad year. Like No, I do agree. I wouldn't say, oh, get rid of Verlander, get rid of Scherzer. Like, I wouldn't get rid of everybody because you're having one bad year. I do think that the free agents, you should trade and try to get something for them. But Verlander, who's still under contract for next year, I don't really think Let there's any reason this. to get rid of him. What's it wouldn't the, make much sense. Do you have much surprise on how Robertson is playing? I mean, you lost Diaz this year. Um, I'm know. a little surprised. I mean, I know he had a good year last year, but he's another one. He's up there in age. So, I mean, I wasn't really sure if he was going to be able to go out there and kind of replicate that sort of season at his age going out there and having another good year in relief. But I definitely think he's going to be gone at the deadline because 
you know, they only signed him for a year, so, you know, it's like, instead of letting him walk in free agency in the offseason and get nothing for him, you might as well try to get a couple prospects for him now while you can. Let me ask you, how much did they get from, I mean, pay for Diaz for this year going into it? How much was it? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know it was the biggest contract by a reliever in history. Like, he got the highest contract for a reliever in history. Oh, my God. And he didn't even play a single game in the first (laughs) season of it. But And you think about how this guy got hurt, too. Celebrate. It wasn't even like it was in a game. It was after the game. Think about how this fucking guy got hurt. Just says it all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it really just kind of sums up the Mets in a whole, honestly. Just putting this here for my viewers so we can keep this fireside chat going. This is. There was absolutely no fire. We didn't even put anything on it or like any water. There was absolutely no flame <laughs> underneath <laughs> that water. I don't know what the hell is going on right now. So we're trying to light this here for you guys. Um, might be a few minutes. I'm going to take a step back. Even though I'm not necessarily expecting it to blow, but you never know. What's going on with this? <laughs> Why is this? Uh, I think there's a jam on here. <laughs> Serious. Anyway, <laughs> it's not going out. This lighter, <laughs> folks, is. Uh, <laughs> Yo, the fire's out. All right, you got it. Now we got another lighter that's gonna be. <laughs> one won't go on. The other won't go off. All right. So we're good. I'm gonna sit what back the down. Hell? It's like- Tell a tell of two tapes. Once this gets tell rolling, two tapes over here. One I'll lighter that don't go on, and one that don't go off. Once this gets rolling, I'll put some of that cardboard on. But um, all right, let's move this over here. Back to where we were. I just want a prediction. You know, we usually love to do this on the show. Um, maybe a little later in the year, but we could just do it now. Uh, what do you got? I mean, I guess you could say we're more than halfway through. We already had an All Star break. Who do you got? AL, NL, predictions with divisions. We can go through. We got yeah, time. I mean, you want to go through a division? Yeah, might as well. I mean, this is a good time to do it, too, because now you're kind of like just past the all-star break. So you kind of have it. It's not like it's too early in the season now. Like, you kind of have an idea of, okay, who the good teams are, who the bad teams are. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with the AL East because it's probably the best division in baseball. Agreed. And um, I think I'm going to take the Orioles to win that division. Talk a little bit about I think, that. I think it's really between Tampa Bay and Baltimore. I mean, I know it's a good division. Anybody else can really come up in that division at any point to win it. But I really feel like it's been Tampa Bay and Baltimore at the top. Even though the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Red Sox, they've had good years. This lighter is <laughs> insane. Not going off. But I feel like despite how good the Blue Jays, the... Yankees and the Red Sox have played, it's still been Tampa Bay and Baltimore at the top of that division. I just think Tampa Bay got off to that extremely hot start that I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep that pace up the rest of the way to win that division. And I really feel like the only team that could take them down is the Orioles. I think the other three teams, they're wild card contenders, but I think Baltimore is the one team that could take over Tampa Bay, and I think they will. It's not a bad take at all. It really isn't. So you got the East. Keep rolling. 
Uh, Central crap division all year. I'm taking the Twins. I mean, you know, it, it's a division that I think the Twins are actually the only team in that division right now with a winning record. And, I mean, they've been the only team, you know, even though they haven't really played great themselves, they've still just managed to stay up there. So I think the Twins are going to stay there. In a really bad division, I think they'll they'll pull it out. Not really much more to say about them or that division in general. And so you got the East, you got the Central, and how about the The West, West? can go either way. I think it's going to be the Astros. I mean, I know the Rangers have been in first place pretty much all year, but the Astros are only two games behind. And I think especially once the playoffs get closer because we know – you know the history with the Astros and the playoffs. I think that they'll be able the defending champs. That's what I'm saying. I think that they'll be able to overtake Texas and they'll be able to get themselves another first round bye. I think the Rangers could still get in as a wild card, but I don't think that they're going to hold on to that division. I think we all know it's going to be the Astros. It sucks no matter what team you really like because of what happened a few years ago. But you know it is uh, what it is. I'll take Baltimore, Minnesota, and uh, Houston as my division winners out of the. Um, out of the AL. As for the three wild card teams, you know, I think it's good. I think Tampa Bay will get in there. I'm not going to say like first, second, or third wild card. Like, I don't really know specific spots, but I think the Rays, they got off to that hot start. They're not going to get knocked out. So you got Tampa making a wild card. Tampa will be one of those three. They got off to just too hot of a start. So you got one. Give me two more. Uh, the Rangers are going to be in there. I do think that the Astros will overtake them, but again, they've been in first this whole time. I don't think that they're going to get completely knocked out of that nice playoff Nice fire spot. we got rolling, by the way. Really I just want to say that for something. the viewers that are listening right now. The first now. one was just, I don't know what that was. This is Well, it comes down to starter locks. <laughs> I don't care, man. You caveman, all that stuff. We're in the new technologies. If there's something called a starter lock, I want it. Because I this want. fire is just starter locks I right now. It. Look what it is. It's just the starter lock burning. So, all right, so you got Texas. Now, are you not going to say them? Are you thinking they're going to make a run back I mean, at it? I mean, it's tough. I mean, now you get Can down, you say the you Yanks know, do it? I mean, Tampa Bay, Texas, they've been in first place for pretty much most of the season. I don't think that they're going to hold on to the division, but I still think they'll get in. But this is where it becomes a little tough because you got the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Angels, the Mariners. You got a couple teams in there that could make a push for that last wild card spot. But, um... I don't know. Based on what I'm seeing right now, I, I think the Blue Jays get that. Wow. They lock up that last spot. Over the Yanks, probably. I just think the Yankees, without Aaron Judge, and considering there's still no timetable for his return necessarily, they're just struggling without him. And if, if the Yankees are going to have to keep going more time without him, I just think they're going to keep struggling. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to make that push. The Blue Jays are playing really well right now. I think they'll be able to stay in. I would like to see the Angels get in. I just don't think it's going to happen. They're playing 500 baseball. The Mariners are playing 500 baseball, so I don't really see them getting in. Cleveland's playing 500, so I don't really see them. It would have to be the Yankees or the Blue Jays, and I would give the edge to the Blue Jays. What was it like going to Toronto, watching that game there? You know, it was a great game. Just the whole scenery of the field. I mean, it was cool going somewhere different. I mean, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, the last stadium that I went to other than City Field before that was Arizona in like 2017 so it, it had been a while that i had been to another stadium other than city field so it was nice going somewhere different obviously i love going to city field but i mean it was nice you know seeing a different stadium for the first time in a while before we jump over to the nl you've gone to city field a couple times this year 
any big performances. Like, you know, last year we saw a... Uh, that was insane. We saw the walk-off. We saw the walk-off. I mean, well... I saw a walk-off this year with Pete. Pistol Pete. That was insane. I shut I was, that game <laughs> off. I remember that. And you, you called me like... They just tied. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I wasn't there. even watching and it. The, and the, the fucked up thing about that game was yeah, that, that was a game. for a walk-off, people at home might not know this because you see it on TV and announcers are screaming, but there was nobody there. I mean, they walked it off, well, and I mean, there's it was nobody five cheering. Two with two outs in no, the ninth. Nobody thought they were going to come. No, I know, cheering. yeah. Like, they, nobody probably thought they were going to no, come back like, and win that game at that point. There's nobody there. I'm cheering everybody in my section. <laughs> There's nobody there. I'm like, they just had a walk-off. I can't even hear this place. Um, it was actually kind of fucked up. I still remember that of saying in my head, like, damn, there's nobody here. I mean, in terms of, uh, I mean, I don't really think that anybody has had a performance like Escobar did when we went to that game last year. You know, five RBIs. But uh, the game I went to against the Phillies earlier in the year, Mark Hanna had a four RBI game. He was responsible nice. for four runs. The game uh, last week that I went to, Francisco Alvarez had a pair of two-run home runs. So Alvarez, and I think another hit, so Alvarez had himself a pretty good, uh, nice night that night. But those still aren't as good as that Escobar Escobar performance from last Speaking year. Speaking Mets, I mean, that's our stuff. Would, you know, what do you think about the NL winning the All-Star game first time in, what, 12 years? Yeah, and who would have thought Elias Diaz from the Rockies would be the guy that gives up the lead with that home run out of everybody on that team. I mean, like what? Alonzo choking again. Yeah, I mean, at that, again, that even sums up the season. They couldn't even do the home run derby right, the Mets. It's a freaking home run derby. Who won it? Vlad? Yeah, which is, I'm okay with that. Deserved Second it. time? Or no, no, first. He lost to Alonzo in, like, 2019 in the finals. Yeah, he lost to Alonzo. So that's what I'm but, saying. Yeah, like, kind of right. well-deserved, honestly. If it wasn't Alonzo, he's my second favorite player. So that was definitely, Let me ask you something like about that. the Mets. What was your favorite year to watch the Mets? And don't give me the generic basic answer of 2015. If it is, then tell me why. But just give me a full in-depth reason, favorite year, well, I mean, it's, moments from that it's year that tough. stand out I, to I you. I mean, I feel like for, like for me, I'll give you mine. it would have to be last year or 2015 because they've kind wow. of sucked every other year. You know, like maybe 2019, you can make an argument with that incredible run they went on in August. Yeah. That was pretty fun, but they still missed out on the playoffs. But like... 2015, yeah, though. That I mean, run was amazing. No, it that was incredible. Summer. Oh, especially because, summer was especially awesome. because some of those wins would come from behind. Like, they were coming from behind every night to win some of those games. They won, like, 19 games. They, they were, like, 16 and 1 at one point. Yeah. It was insane. I remember working at a job out in Sayville, Long Island. Um, and the whole bar was Met fans. And there was one big TV at this bar that I worked. There was a bar. And I'm like a bus boy, you know, back of the house type guy. But I, was, I wasn't back of the house. I was like bar back, and I'm in the front. And I remember, you know, we never got that slammed busy. Everyone just watched the Mets. And it was during that span of them just more like winning it. Like, I would say 2019 <laughs> no, for the yeah, fact that like I, like I was older. three, yeah. But, like, last year was fun. I mean, obviously, you're thinking about, like, you know, that yeah. was the second best season they had next to 86. So, like, for us, that they was, lost. that was yes. But, like, in terms of the regular season, for us, that was the best we had ever seen the Mets play. That was the best I'd ever seen the Mets play. And then, obviously, 2015 was enjoyable seeing my team go to the World Series for the first time in my life, just enjoying that. I think those three years would have to be the top three because 
I mean, pretty much since I got into it, I don't really think the Mets have been good any other year. That has to probably be like the only three years that the Mets finished with a winning record. Just bouncing around. I mean, this is what we do on the 59th Avenue podcast. We didn't even get to the National League. But, um, yeah, I was just going to say, just bouncing around what we're doing. Do that quickly. Let me just get back to where we are, and then we'll get back to a Met talk. And I have actually another question, almost a little rapid-fire style. But you got the AL. Let's hear some NL. The NL, the East, I I, I don't think there's any other answer other than the Nationals. (laughs) The Braves. I mean, they're 11 and a half games in first place. They're the best team in baseball. Baseball. Nobody that's winning that division other than the Braves. The Central. Acuna's so good. That's what I'm saying. That whole team is so good. The Central could be Milwaukee. I think it's going to be Ellie De La Cruz and the Reds. I mean, that team wow. is just so good. Bottle back. I'm just saying, that whole team, it's just like, I just think, like, I don't mind Milwaukee, but, like, Milwaukee, like, they've been a typically, like, a good team the last couple of years. Like, I really want to see Cincinnati. It's something different, and I think they could do it. And the West is tight, but I'm taking the Dodgers. Wow. I mean, I know San Francisco is right there with them. I know Arizona is, but we know the Dodgers are the best regular season team. I think at some point they're going to kind of pull away a little bit. Really? Because they're just – but do they not win that division every year? Like, I think they will pull away at some point. Um, wild card, again, not in any specific order, Philadelphia. Good call. Having a good year. I mean, defending NL champs, can't not put them in there. San Francisco, I think we'll get in there. How about the Amazons? Well, here we go. This comes in. I got the Phillies in there. I got the Giants you're coming down to the last wild card spot. There's a couple different teams that it could be. The Marlins could try to get in there for the first time since 2020. Milwaukee could try to do it. But I think the Diamondbacks get that last spot. So a, you don't have either New York a, team a making young it. Team. Well, I feel like the Mets are just playing so bad. I don't I don't think they're going to. You're not even getting Especially if up. they sell at the deadline. They're not going to have the team to make a run. I think the Diamondbacks are a good young team. That they've, they've really given the Dodgers a run for their money along with the Giants, which is why I think that those two teams will still get in as a wild card. And then I can't – I just can't not put the Phillies in there. I hate the Phillies, but, like, it's kind of like I like them in the same breath because they're just such a good team. Like, I got to put them in there. Do they still have four? No, he's on the Dodgers now. Is he Dodgers? Sucks. You hate Thor, I know that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe it was a good thing for the Mets, though, because he definitely has not been the same ever since he left the Mets. What's he have to be doing tonight? Yeah, he went to the game. Oh, he's there? Yeah. That's awesome. All right, well, I want to ask you a question here. Sucks you didn't throw any of the New York team. I'm going to be the generous guy and say both New York teams do make it as a wild card. Obviously. I mean, is, I don't see Baltimore Mets, winning it. I, I see, mean, you're uh, being... The Mets, that's the being generous. That's giving out money to every homeless person in New York City because you're putting the Mets <laughs> Well, they're in doing there. it in L.A., so. <laughs> the Yankees, I could see, but. So, I have a question here. I asked you favorite year for a Met fan. Favorite year being an Islander fan. And I'll give you mine, obviously. You probably could know it right off the bat. Okay. This one's the cats. Is that the baby? Share. Yeah. Both of them? Yeah, there's two. Unless oh, it's a two-headed cat. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like. For the Islanders, there's really only two years that it could possibly be. But I'm going to take the 2021 uh, season. Oh, wow. Uh, because I'll tell you why. 2020, it was the first time we saw the Islanders, you know, get there. 
do what bad, they did. Bad take. I like 2020. And I get it, you know, COVID hanging year, out at apps. COVID year, Watching man. it. Nothing first better. time seeing them do I've that. I've never even seen this. It was but the you, first time. But That's you want to know what? 2021 just had a different feel because there were fans there. Like, it felt like a hockey game. You wow. Know? Like, like, you're watching the game in 2020. They score a big goal. It's dead silent. Like, it doesn't have that same feel. 2021, though, yeah. they didn't have full capacity, but, like, when Beauvillier scored that overtime winner in Game 6 to force Game 7, the last game at the Coliseum, that place was going nuts. That, just having that, you know, crowd reaction, I felt like made that run in 2021 better. Especially considering, yeah, I mean, you know, they were both good. 2020 to me, though. 2020 was the, o- the OG run. 2021 OG. was kind of like, you think about what led up to it. The season was postponed into the fall. Yeah. I mean, the Islanders weren't even in a playoff spot were, when they got postponed. You were I mean, watching it in the thinking fall. That they did that. We're talking about that. You remember that last second goal they gave up to Tampa Bay in Game Six to lose it? We were at apps. First of all, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, ho- I'm not a hockey fan. For my viewers on here, I mean, you know the show. If you're listening right now, we don't talk hockey, Dylan. You know that too. So, for me, not being a hockey fan and jumping on this Islander bandwagon of like. Wow, this is. I wouldn't even call awesome. it a bandwagon though, because even though you're not big into hockey, yeah, neither is your fan, dad. Yeah. Your dad is an Islander yeah, fan, exactly. so it's not a bandwagon but when it's not, the team you like. You're barely, just not big into watch it. it like that. No, but it's still and we the team watched you it. Like. That was the most hockey I've ever watched in my entire <laughs> life. We watched every game. But you know and what? Believe, though it was because it was the first time we 20, saw a local team. Twenty-one, do I believe, we watched the loss at my house. No, that no, that was twenty twenty because twenty twenty-one. I was at work. I remember that. So it was 2020, 2020 in, we the in the basement, and we were like, it's over. We were, and then Michael, like, called us right oh away. It was like, yeah. what a dick. Yeah. So yeah. that's why for me, 2020. But I've yeah, never seen that much saying. hockey like, in my life, dude. Was, they both kind of go both ways because they kind of both, they were pretty similar. They made it to the same point. It's just that 2020. I think. 2020. I think having that, the, the fans, though, there for 2021 made that run better. Being able to watch the games and when the big goals were scored, you know, everyone's going crazy. It had more of a feel to it going on that run. I think I got a pretty good rapid fire topic. Well, can I for ask tonight? you a question quickly? Please. Considering this is a That's great. Yeah. What was your favorite year as a Cowboys fan? Because I know they haven't really done anything special in your lifetime, so you can really go anywhere with them. Like I feel like with the Mets and the Islanders, yeah, I mean, there were those tough. years that they did they've sucked, but they had those few special years. The Cowboys really haven't had any special years. Just saying. I guess the best year you could bring up would be uh, the rookie years the for Dak. and three seasons. Dak and, uh, and Zeke. The suck, though, and getting really knocked out been, in the first game. They, they still, were 13 and two. They threw the last game of the year just to no injuries. So I saw them win 13. I went, you know, go 13 and two. And I figured you would say that because that was the best season. First they had round to, to uh, Green Bay. And Rodgers, who now is a Jet. That was the best. Because they won every week. I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> they, they really every didn't have a better year. Single week. I guess if you really. Because <sighs> I was. Thinking I mean, I'm about a fan it. of last year as well. I mean, dude, Dallas has been so well, successful. Because they're good every. They yeah, they're, they're, they're good every year, but they're not like the Mets or the Islanders in the sense that they had those few good years that kind of stand out from the rest. The Cowboys are just good every year, but because they don't make anything of it, you yeah. could really say there's a bunch of different years you could have really said. There's a year and like. Middle school, they went eight and eight, and it was, win, it was winning your end, and they lost every year. That's your best year. Three years in a row, they was winning your end. They lost all three. They years. lost to the Giants, the Redskins, and the Eagles. 
They literally lost to every team. And the year they lost to the Giants, the Giants won the Super Bowl that year. Thanks. Sorry. Well, it's crazy to think how, like, one game could make it. It could be a throw-up. No, that's actually even crazy to think, like, how, like, one game could really make such a difference. Because if the Giants lost that game, they don't even make the playoffs. They don't win the Super Bowl. Like, it's crazy to think that that one game made the difference. You know. Between them winning the Super Bowl. What about for you as a Giant fan? 2012, 11, whatever. Yeah, I would have to say that 2012 season winning the Super Bowl. Because when they won it the first time, I was still so young, I wasn't really into it. But, I mean, think about it. Since that Super Bowl, they've only had two winning seasons. So I don't really feel like there's any any other year other than that 2012 that 2012 uh, or 2011 season, technically. But I would say this season's right up there, honestly. Really? Well, I mean, the Giants over the last five years have had the worst regular season record. So for them to go out there with no expectations except from your dad. Who called it. And to (laughs) go out there. And for them to go out there, not only make the playoffs, but win win a game. Like, that was so exciting for a Giant for Giants fans who have had the worst team in the league over the course of the last five years. Worse than the Jets, worse than the Jaguars. Record-wise, they were worse than them. I got a... uh, So, I mean, I think that would have to be up there. Like, I remember I'm at work, you know, when they're playing the Vikings and, like, everyone's going crazy and we're like, holy shit, like, the Giants actually just won a playoff game for the first time in ten years. Like, it was so nice. This is definitely the big one. Um, What was your favorite? As a Knicks, not joking. (laughs) The WWE? Well, WWE is different because this is not even the... Are you talking year? Yeah, year. January 1st, December 31st. Favorite overall year. See, you know, that's what makes you know, see, WWE tougher than the rest because it's not like a, it's not like a team where it's like, oh, you have a bad season. Like, every year kind of has its own What was own your personal things. favorite? Personal favorite, that you, though. That was your just your favorite, just like a <laughs> Mets or, you know... 2016. Oh, wow. That was the hype because we had just gotten into it like late 2015, so that was like our first full year of being back into it. I was going to say 2015, 2016. Yeah, far. just that generation because then it, it kind of fell off a little cool. bit after that. Yeah, after that though, it's kind of when it got. A I would little say tough. 2015 to 17 was prime for us. Yeah, because that was when it was the, the we were the, younger. They, they kind of fell off after that. I would say after Sheamus with the belt. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that 2016, like, is even... Roman, like, once he beat Sheamus, yeah. that's where I felt like the product got a little bad. Maybe that, that year was, was alright. But that was... Yeah, but that was at the end of 2015. That's what I'm saying. But I, I love 2015. You, I like I Oh, I thought Sheamus you said when the product got bad. No, for but you, Well, you said 2015 to 17. Yeah, I would say, But that's in yeah. that range, like, though. From well, there you weren't a Reigns guy. That's why I love that. Exactly. You love that. For me. I was like, thank God they gave the belt to Roman. But, again, I picked back up for me when Ambrose won it in 2017, right? No, Ambrose 16? was 2016. That was when him, Rollins, and Reigns all held the belt the in same the same night. year. But yeah, that was big that's because, what I mean. Yeah, but that was big because was Ambrose was a fan favorite, and for him to win the big one for it's the first time. It was called down the awesome. middle by my dad. Yeah, well, that, well, that, see, well there you go. 2016 <laughs> was a good year because... We had WrestleMania. That was the first WrestleMania. We also watched every pay-per-view here in 2016. Yeah. What is that, ninth grade? 2016, 2017. Ninth grade. It was like every pay-per-view. Ninth grade. 
2016 is 93rd. Yes, I'd agree with you. 2016. But like 2016, we had WrestleMania, which was the first one that we you know hung out for. You had that money in the bank cash in that your dad called down the middle that we still remember it like it was yesterday. How about the, the Hell in a Cell, the most overrated on paper pay per view ever? <laughs> that was 2015. Yo, that looked like that had the potential to be one of the greatest pay per views of all time. Match wise, that Kane, was so Rollins. bad. Yeah, I don't know what we did. I don't know what we were thinking. Thinking that was actually going to be a good match, though. Bray and Roman, Taker, Lesnar were the main ones. I'm going to agree but with 2016 you. 2016, where they had the draft, yeah, so that I'll, was kind of nice. I agree with the you. Split. 2016, I liked end of 2015, 2016, because in 2015 we had the TLC match with Kalisto. The Selena Del Sol to Jay yeah, so off the top. 2015 was yeah, cool. That, Pretty much like when we got back into it in that, you know, late See summer this guy, 2015. By the way? Yeah, he's just chilling. Chill guy, yeah. Because I think the first the first pay-per-view that I followed when I got back into it was SummerSlam 2015. Like, yeah. it was on the road to SummerSlam, which oh. I guess maybe we should talk about that a little bit because SummerSlam is only one week from Saturday. Look at this guy. He's All just right. hanging on the head. Oh. He's chubby. He's chubby cat. And SummerSlam is actually just a week away, so... I can't believe we're back to that again, SummerSlam again. Before we get into SummerSlam, though, it's I just crazy. want to finish the point here. I would agree with the years of 2015 to 17, um, but as I was younger and I liked it, I'm a fan of years like you know 2005 and six when Cena comes around. Yeah, you know you what I'm have, saying? You have more options because you were into when I went when to Mania, we Cena yeah. rocks, stuff yeah. like that. Like know? I didn't get back into it till that late 2015, so I only have from then till now. You were into it when you were younger, so you have more years that you can actually choose. But from. Uh, SummerSlam is what next week? It's a week from Saturday. It's the fifth. It's a Saturday this year. They do all the pay per views on Saturdays now, pretty much. They changed it. Heard McMahon retired. That was a while ago. That was like last year. That was like this time last year. Oh, was it? That's when your dad sent me that. I'm like, all right, that was like this time last year. Because it just resurfaced. I think he put a tweet out recently. I don't know. Well, it could be a repost because it was this time oh, last okay. year. It could be close to a year. Was it the repost why. that said like together forever? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that he probably reposted. It's probably because that was like a year I ago. I just already. saw that too online. Because yeah. Triple H has done creative since, and the product as a whole has been a lot better since then. Sticking on the wrestling theme, talk to me about what's going on with SummerSlam. I am so out of the loop with this, so you've got to catch me up. Well, I mean, the main event is going to be Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Undisputed Universal title. The bloodline split up. Jey Uso? Well, okay. Okay. What? The Usos turned on Roman, and at Money in the Bank, it was Roman and Solo versus the Usos, and the Usos won, but Jey pinned Roman. That was the first time since December of 2019 that Roman was pinned. So because of that, now they're having a one-on-one match. Yeah, but Jay's not going to win. No, obviously not. This is the dumbest match. Yeah, but they had those couple matches in 2020. Remember when Roman first won the belt? And they were actually pretty good matches, so that's why they're revisiting that's it. That's stupid. It's a um, bad match. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Who did Rollins beat to get that belt? AJ. Just AJ? What's AJ doing? Uh, feuding with Karrion Cross, which is just I terrible. Know, that is... Um, but Rollins and Balor, they're pretty much revolving this whole storyline. Who's got around. the belt? Who's got the money in the bank? Damian Priest. Who's Remember, he feuding uh, with? We saw him at the Garden. Remember him and Dominic Mysterio came out together. They were in that group there in Judgment Day together. No, I think I know. Damian Priest is the one with the back tattoo yeah, with the yeah, skull, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good though. Well, I'm I, I wanted L.A. Knight to win. So, the, so did I. The, the money, the bank. I, I was watching it at home. And yeah. When I was climbing up to the ladder. I have to show you what I bought, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
as LA Knight like was Stone climbing Cold. up the ladder, he I was like, holy, like they're actually gonna do this. They're gonna listen to the fans. And then Damian Priest came in, and I'm like, like you're literally forcing me to hate someone that I love right now by having uh, Damian Priest win this match. But you know, it is what it is. But Rollins and Balor, they're pretty much revolving this whole match around SummerSlam 2016, actually. Ended his career. When uh, Rollins and um, and Balor had the match that Balor had to relinquish the title the next night. I mean, even think about 2016, thinking about that. We got that fatal four-way. You are watching on the plane. He's watching it on the plane. <laughs> like, we got that Kevin Owens, Big Cass, which was stupid. That Cass Yeah, I mean, there. that made no sense. Like, Roman, Rollins, and Owens made sense. Like, Big Cass was just in there because he was a big guy. He was popular. He wasn't even that popular. So. Well, I mean, well, Enzo and Cass were yeah. a popular tag team, though. I, uh, okay, that's good. Well, think about what Balor could have been if he never got hurt. He was the first ever you Universal know, It's crazy fan. to think that, like, they've never given him another run because it's like clearly they saw something in him because they gave him the, the belt. Demon. So I don't understand why since then they've never given him. I mean, he did go back to NXT and win the NXT title, but I'm talking about he's never had a run as world champion on the main roster since then. And then I think um, I'm a Balor guy. Cody I like Balor. Cody and Brock are facing each other again for the third time. Stupid. Um, for what? Just for just for? It's literally just like filler, I guess, for Cody and Brock to both be doing something. Um, Asuka, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte are going to be in a triple threat. Probably will be a good match, but whatever. Um, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Two high flyers probably be good, and then Gunther versus McIntyre in the Intercontinental Championship would probably be a good match too. So those six matches are what's been made official so far. There's well, other rumored matches, Will, but Will Osprey guy. What is that? Japan or something? <clears throat> this guy gets all the five star matches from Dave Meltzer. We were watching a video on this guy. He's got twenty six of them. <laughs> WWE well, only good. has nine ever. Ever. Like Some of them, two of them are recently. Three Gunther, of them. Sheamus, Rollins, Cody, and what's the other one that you're talking about? There's another Gunther match. Walter was. Oh, versus Ilya Dragunov, yeah. probably. Yeah, so. I looked it all up the other day. <laughs> they're all Gunther. Half Gunther. <laughs> well, you guess... still got the little guy in, uh, the, in the back? <laughs> yeah, but that guy's... A... Genius on the mic. Yeah, yeah, that guy's so good. So good. <laughs> it's like I can listen to him talk all day. That guy's a good on the mic. <laughs> so good. I like Gunther as the champion. He's a great heel. The big guy too, and it's good because it's someone that you know. That's what I like about Triple H too is that you know, like he has the mid card scene, but he also takes guys that are main event worthy and puts them in that scene, so it kind of elevates that. He is title a McMahon though. Bit. The new yeah. owner is this UFC guy, right? Yeah, something like that. Because UFC, Dana White sold UFC to this company, and then McMahon sold UFC to this company. Endeavor. Yeah. So you had UFC and WWE owned under the same organization. But they have nothing to do with one another still. No. They're still being run separately. Like, WWE creative, all of that is still the same. Like, they just, this company just owns both of them. I guess if they wanted to do some sort of merger, they could, yeah. but it's, they haven't. I guess my prediction, like, Roman. Roman should win. Um, Rollins should win. You never know, but. Rollins, because they buried Finn. Putting <laughs> him make in no, this I don't think they're going to be. Like, they, <laughs> they kind of, like, 
teased the Judgment Day splitting up a couple weeks ago, but then the last couple weeks they've been like the most dominant group in WWE. So like I kind of feel like they're looking strong now, but Balor's gonna lose at SummerSlam, and that's gonna kind of make that's gonna like then they're gonna go back to having the Judgment Day failing. So that's why I don't think that Balor's gonna win. Uh, Cody should win, I think. Because Brock? It, it, yeah, because I feel like if you're building up Cody Rhodes to, you know, eventually finish the story and win the title, having him lose two out of three against Lesnar is not really helping his case. Who's really going to beat Roman, you know? You Cody. Think about... Cody. There's nobody else at this point. Every Roman has faced everybody else. And obviously they're, they're going to want to stick it to AEW by putting that championship on him. They're just waiting for the right time. They didn't want to rush it. But I think when the time is right, they're gonna slap those belts on that belt on him. I think it just shines a light on AEW. Well, it it does because now it's like WWE it. so set on pushing. Dude, I don't know the guy that built AEW from the ground up. Think of it like you have the NFL and you have the XFL. The NFL is the premier show, right? The WWE is the premier show. So AEW is cool. It might give these guys some work. And it makes them some money, paying them way more than WWE. If you look at the salary, I mean, yeah. Chris Jericho is making three million bucks. But in to be, terms you know, of like, when it comes down to like, the big leagues, well, yeah, it's uh, the WWE. Well, that's why you know everybody will always say that like, oh, like this and that about AEW, the product's better. But like, when you think about WWE, you think about like AEW only has shows in the states. WWE's in Canada, Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia, London, Cardiff. Like, you know, they're all over the map. Like, WWE, like you said, is the premier company out of all of them. So, I think, like, guys like Cody to now be a main star guy is a joke. Which is crazy, because think about it. Cody was never a top guy until he... Look at Zack Ryder. Until he went on the independent scene. Guy's a fucking jobber, and now he's got eight belts going around the world. Ring of Honor, this, TNA, that. Because it's just because, you know, they left and made a name for himself. Cody... Yeah, but... Cody left WWE, and he pretty much made a name for himself by, you know, starting this American Nightmare gimmick, and it has been one of the most over characters in wrestling for years. Because he had that gimmick before he even came to WWE. I just look at it like a little different. Like, you got Claudio bullshit in AEW. Now, Cesaro's a jobber. Like, a lot of these guys... But he's not doing anything crazy big in AEW either. Like, he's doing good. MJF is a fucking jobber. The guy would be nothing in... WWE, you know, there's a lot. Adam Cole yeah, was, was just, a jobber. I was just thinking about him. Well, Adam Cole though was like the face of NXT though. I yeah, don't think I think kid. he would have been a jobber on the main roster because you know they don't push those top NXT so it's guys. A lot of like they do in NXT. A lot of jobbers. I mean, jobber is the best word to use. You know, the guys that just come in and they're filler stuff. Roman's the guy, but right? No, but He's I do agree so with you long. because yes, you look at AEW and you could say that like you know their top guys. You could say are you know, MJF guys He'd like that. But when you do think about who the top guys in WWE are, he's not on the same level as Roman and Rollins. The only guy they and, got is, is Moxley. You know, Moxley is Moxley, the guy. I would say he's he was kind a, of on that same tier with Rollins and Reigns. He is, Obviously, he champion, we all yeah. know why. Yeah. But, like, other Moxley's than that, nobody else, nobody else is on that same level. I guess Jericho, but... Jericho Jericho's up there yeah. years ago. I'm saying Jericho, we're not <laughs> Jericho not now. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You can't say Chris Jericho is on the same level as Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns at this No, point. no, no, no. Jericho's a jobber his last ten years in the company. He was only good before we were even born. 
Because when Jericho had that second run in 2016 when he came back, like, they had him involved in the feud with, like, AJ and Ambrose and, like, KO. But, like, again, those were all mid-card feuds. They never put Jericho in that main event scene. Like, Checking out what's going on here. Let's just see how we're doing here. Make sure you get to that rapid fire because you said you had a good one. Oh, yeah, we're doing good. We're at 40 minutes. So we got 20 more minutes. So, we're still talking Talk here. Nonsense. You know, but no, in reality, though, like you brought up, and now we brought up the point of the jobbers, like, if I just go down the list, the only true guy I think that, because in my opinion, like, I watched Cody in WWE when I was a kid. Like, this was before you were watching it. And, like, yeah, no, you watched it This guy was a me. fucking joke. Now to see him... Main eventing WrestleMania. Main eventing, it just didn't you feel know. right. I know maybe younger fans of like little kids think it's awesome. Well, because it's a different like, Cody Rhodes, you know, that's I why. Know. I just he, see because he left WWE and he made himself a, a top guy on the independent scene. Yeah, so but he, he, was he only came back known. into WWE a different guy than he was when he left. Yeah, but he was six years He was only that. known because of WWE. Like, that's well, where, you know, so... But that's like a Zack Ryder thing. Zack Ryder only was known on the independent scene because he was a guy in the biggest company in the world. So, yeah, exactly. You know... Nobody would have known Zack Ryder if he didn't have that run in WWE so AEW is good because you need competition. You need Monopoly, right? Well, if you yeah, don't have I mean, Monopoly, yeah. you know... I mean, I mean, if you don't have competition, then it becomes Monopoly. Before AEW, you know? WWE, really, there was nothing because, like, TNA is a joke. It's I mean, it used to be joke. good TNA, yeah. but it's AJ not... style. It was good when Styles and Kurt Angle were over there and the Hardy Boys, but after that, it was terrible. Well, Matt Hardy was about yeah, him and Brother Nero, right? And AJ Styles over there, obviously, was good. Sting was over there. So really there's a couple. There's a couple, but I mean, we can go on about how you know there's a lot of big time nobodies that are making names for themselves in reality. If MJF was as big as this guy was, or Will Ospreay, or whatever, they'd be on the main roster of WWE. You know, they're, they're not on level. They're not on the Rollins. same level as Rollins, Reigns, and Lesnar. You know, those guys. You know, Rollins is level. the best in the world, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he definitely is better than all of those guys that we. Rollins will out wrestle Roman any day of the week. Roman can't wrestle. Because you know the well, Brock can't wrestle. Well, no, they just have a couple of moves they're that big guys. they use. Yeah. But Rollins is a smaller guy. Rollins is a smaller guy. He can move around in that ring. I mean, we know is, that. We've been watching him for almost 10 years now. We know, I'll ask you, you know. put on a Time to Blow, Delphax, and while I get into this rapid fire, because i got a wrestling one I want to talk about. As I finish up this angry orchard. Nice. Yeah, right over there. I'm put it down so I'm not talking over it. You guys should put it on that one, too. Put it over there. Just that's a little far. Yeah, perfect. I want you to list off. That's good. That's annoying. Top five. Just give me top three best wrestlers in the world. Right top now? Three. Or just in general? Technical. Right now. 2023, July. Um, technical wrestlers in the world. Okay, well, I'm not going to go in any specific order, but I think we were just talking about it. Seth Rollins has to be on there. <clears throat> Brian Danielson has to be on that list. <coughs> Technical, you know, I think those are the first two that comes to mind, but um, 
I think uh, Claudio Castagnoli's kind of always been up there too. Wow. Say what you want, Jobber, but like you've seen him. We know what he can do. He is a really good technical wrestler. Interesting. I'll so second I think, I would, I think I would have to kind of go with him on this. I guess, you know, if you wanted to throw an AEW guy, you could throw in Daniel Bryan. But I'm also... You go. But I just thought something too. But, I mean... I like more, you know, you got to think mid-card guys. You know, guys that are kind of at the mid-card scene that do well. High flyers, you know. I like Gunther. That was just, that's what I thought about. Gunther is a very, it's insanely good. I didn't think about that until after when you were talking and I came to my head. So I think it's more the mid-card guys. Just look at Cena. Cena's the face of the company when he was, Cena's not, I mean, he's not a technical really wrestler. But there's really never been a technical put, wrestler that's been the face. Stone Cold was not technical. The Rock was not technical. Lesnar's not technical. Reigns is not technical. Hogan's not technical. I don't think Randy Orton. Uh, Randy a little bit. Randy could be an argument. Randy could be an argument because he's the only one they can consider a face that actually was. Let me swing it back wrestler. to you. We'll stick with the wrestling. Top five all-time favorite wrestlers. In order, you can go one to five to make it um, easier. I'll start with number one, Roman Reigns. Good pick. Um, I just think that, um, and number two, Cena. Let's just get the one and two out of the way, because you know, growing up, my favorite was Cena, and then like getting back into it, you know, like we were talking about that 2015 time period, it was Roman. But because I'm more into it now, I think like Roman has spent more time being my favorite than Cena was. Cena did, so I feel like I'd have to put Reigns one. Cena would have to be there at number two. And now this is where it kind of gets a little tough because there's a lot of different names. But um, I think damn, this is hard. Because there are so many, like, generic names that I want to say, but I'm also trying to pick guys that, like, have been during the time that I've been into it. Like, I kind of want to say Undertaker, but, like, I feel like that's so generic. Like, we didn't see Undertaker as much. Like, I didn't, at least. Okay. So it's tougher to put him on that list. Could, though. Not that I'm saying you could, but I don't know if I really want to throw him on there. Um... Uh, I would say three Rollins. I mean, obviously one of the top guys in the company since, you know, we got back into it. Um, four, I'll, I'll say Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Okay. I mean, that was a big one for me when, you know, we got back into it. So I'll throw him in there. And um, number five. You, know, you can restart that thing. So many different things. They're gonna probably just replay itself because it's on. Um, damn. I'm trying to think of somebody that like fits that last spot. AJ. I was thinking that, but I've never like I've liked AJ, but like I never was like a super fan of AJ Styles. So I was trying to. Oh, Edge. Nice. Edge. Actually, I'd probably put Edge ahead of Ambrose, honestly. Edge, yeah, 100% Edge. Edge 4, Ambrose 5. Yeah, Edge easily ahead of Ambrose. 
I'm gonna say mine. Think of a question too that you could ask us. Um, I'll go one, Cena. Two, Randy. You always love Randy. I was never a big Randy. Like, I didn't mind him, but three, the game. Four. It gets tougher after three. But like, because there's so many different names that you, you know, that you could say. I got Cena one. Oh god. Two Randy Orton. Three Triple H. I could go for Sean. I thought you might say that because him and Triple H kind of go a hand in a hand a little bit. I always liked the animal. <laughs> Bot Tisa. The hell are these cats doing? Yeah. Wow. Look at um, this. Look at this. They're wrestling. <laughs> oh, that's Robert and Pudgy. Uh, <laughs> wrestling. Like, we're talking about wrestling while there's a cat match going on. I don't know. Five stuff. Go Dean Ambrose. So you got him on there too. Because he's yeah. my favorite of the new era. I mean, you could tell like our lists kind of differ a little bit because you were into it like when we were even younger. So that's why like Randy Triple H made that list. Like for me, like by the time we got back into it, like Triple H shouldn't wrestle as much. Like I didn't really watch Triple H, so it's harder to put him on that list. So give me a question here. We'll go back and forth with it. What do you got? Um. Well, I mean, we'll keep it, like, with the top three. I mean, I feel like we kind of do this question sometimes, but, like, who do you think would be your top three factions? Actually, I'll go top five. I think one and two are kind of the obvious, so I don't want to just leave one open Favorite? Spot. Uh, yeah, go favorite instead of, so it's more of a personal thing instead of just, you know, base, not, like, best. You know, one. Or who you've enjoyed. DX. Yeah, okay, that makes the most sense. Two... Evolution. You know, you are a huge Triple H and Randy Orton guy. Who's favorite? I know, that's what I'm saying. We didn't watch NWO. How can NWO No, be no, you're favorite, right. right. You're 100% right. Like, that's why like, your dad, that's his favorite, but that's because Hogan, like, that was his, you know, his watching it. I go DX. I guess I love watching clips of NWO, but I guess in our lifetime that we watched. Hate the Shield. I'm not a New Day guy. <laughs> I guess they would. One of those beloved factions of the last ten they, years. They wouldn't be my favorite, but just to put them in there to give them some recognition, because they're part of my childhood. I would say Nexus. Ooh, I hated the Nexus, but okay. There's another one that I feel like I don't know if you're gonna say it that maybe you like. But I'll let you finish up first. Not it. I'll go three. Okay. Let me hear yours. Um, yeah, well, I guess I would have to kind of be with you. Like, it would have to be more recent factions, because... Well, your I, one's probably different than mine. 
Definitely, because you, again, you watched DX when you were younger. When I got into it, DX was done. Is it what, what, what I'm wearing? What you're wearing it's on the show? 100% what wow. I'm wearing. The Bloodline, I think, is easily my favorite because I think Roman's been my favorite. But it's over Usos now. Have been, it is. It sucks. The Usos have been my favorite team. So it's, you know, I feel like the Bloodline for me would be my personal favorite. Like, obviously, if we're talking about best, you know, the Bloodline maybe cracks the top five, maybe not. But, I mean, if we're talking, like, you know, personal favorites. Because yeah. that's why when you said, like, you know, like, favorite, I was like, yeah, favorite's better than best. Because best, we kind of already know who the best is. Um, number two, I guess I would put the shield because I'm a Roman guy. So I guess I would have to throw the shield up there, too. What do you think's better, shield or bloodline? time you know ooh, I think the bloodline honestly the bloodline did more I mean Roman as a part of the bloodline Roman is in the middle of the fourth longest championship reign in history the Usos as a part of the bloodline had the longest tag team title reign in history what did the shield really do like the shield were big the shield was a big faction I think because of the three individuals in it but well, they held of, the tag titles in the United States. But they States had side. one reign, and that was it. Like, the bloodline, like, the histor- the historic reigns that these guys have went on as a part of this faction, the I feel like, is, makes them a better group. They would, the bloodline wouldn't even be existence if without the shield. That's what made Roman. Well, yes, you're 100% Rollins, right, yes. You're right. I mean, if the, the shield doesn't make Roman Reigns into the star that he is today, you're right. The bloodline doesn't, is not there because they don't, they don't, focus a whole group around him. But, How about um, three? Three could go. The X? Um, this is, new I, Day? I'm going the New Day. Wow. I mean, that's been the best. Other than the Bloodline, I mean, you know, you think the New Day went on that. Um, so you have the Bloodline over the New Day? Yeah, I just, because I'm a Roman guy. I'm saying as, well, as overall better. Well, I mean, the Usos did surpass the New Day's reign as the longest tag team champions as a part of the bloodline, so... Easy, buddy. I think I would. Um, I mean, I feel like this is one that we kind of enjoyed a little bit when we first got back into it, the Wyatt family. Easy, <laughs> I mean... Nice. You got, the, um, you got those guys. The Wyatts. The Wyatts, for me, is... That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you love Bray Wyatt. Probably first, three, that's yeah. Thing. You love... I didn't know if you were going to say it because I didn't know if you were really thinking about it, but, like, I mean, when we first got back into it, like, you know, playing WW2K15, you were always Bray, I was always Luke Harper. Like, the Wyatt family was pretty big, too. This guy's dead. Why do you got to bring that up? Same. But, no, Luke Harper actually was the best one of all of them. Eric Rowan. Yeah, Rowan Rowan was probably the worst one of all of them. Rowan. Debut. Uh, probably <laughs> Harper was the worst. <laughs> That's Abigail's black sheep, Braun Strowman. I didn't even know that. Bray was. Yeah, but dude, I don't know about. I, I gotta get back. First into of all, wrestling. I don't know if I would consider Luke Harper to be the worst because Luke Harper, as the white, like was Intercontinental Champion. Like they gave Luke Harper a singles belt. Eric Rowan never had a singles belt. That right there shows he's the yeah, worst. He had the sheep mask. What the hell is that? Who sold that more merch? Eric Rowan, obviously. There you go. But what does that mean in terms of what he accomplished? Eric Rowan. Do you Rowan think the was... leading merch right now is? La Knight. It oh, is. Is, it? is that a thing? It is. L. I actually just saw something about Knight. that. Yeah. 
It is like the Stone Cold thing. It's so big. It should be it's, something you do now on the podcast. It's a simple word. Bro, I do that around work all the time. I'm saying like when I introduce you instead of yeah. the... Yeah. Because Nat, usually what you do is the woo, right? You know, when you would come on or something. I, bro, I walk around work saying that. Like if someone will be like, okay, like not a table, of course, I should start like, doing hey, that Hey, can you grab the ice? Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Do you, how do you feel about when people say he's a Stone Cold copycat? I mean, I see the comparison because they got the similar I mean, attire. He totally is, dude. And it's like, but you know what though? But he's over just like Stone Cold was. So the, it, the reason if why it works, it works. I think he's a complete copycat of the combination of The Rock and Stone Cold. It's just because they did it before him. So well, there was nobody before Stone Cold. I guess there was. You had Flair and you had. Hogan and you had but Roddy like, Piper and Macho but Man, but the okay, phrases coming up over here on your side. Where? Yeah, but like the difference is that like Stone Cold and The Rock. I mean, I guess you can kind of say like they're similar to those guys, but I feel like LA Knight. They're just is not more, giving them a shot. Oh, I feel wow. like LA Knight is more similar to The Rock and Stone Cold than Stone Cold and The Rock were to those guys we just did. But no, they're really not giving him a shot. I mean, a lot of people thought, Cat wants to go in. Crazy Cat. You know, I mean, you know, everybody thought LA Knight was going to get money in the bank. He didn't. And then they even just had on SmackDown if this thing would stop. Yeah, I can't hear (laughs) it. It's it's over the top. Like, we get it. Are you going to go again? Okay, no. Thank God. They had, um two fatal four-way matches to see who was going to face um, Theory for the U.S. belt where the two winners would face each other. Yeah. And the first one was won by Santos Escobar and then the second one L.A. Knight was in and Rey Mysterio won it. I'm like, oh, so, and everybody thought he was going to become United States champion and he didn't even make it out of the first round of the tournament. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what you're waiting on, but okay. But he was good in TNA though. When he was over there, because that whole dummy, yeah, yeah, that all started over there. Have you ever seen the video of him, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy? And Matt Hardy's like, delete, and Jeff's like, obsolete, and Ellie is like, yeah, and they just keep going back and forth saying that. I have to show you that. I see. You've seen that? They just keep going back and forth. I watched clips. So funny. I try to stay up on it. But the dummy part was actually what made it funny. Dummy, yeah. That's a dummy. Good. Hit the button. Because he'd be like, you did the button, and then it would say, dummy, yeah. And then he would say, yeah. So like, dummy, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Is he in your top favorite right now on the yeah, roster? Yeah, he would have to be up there. I don't really think. My dad's got that logo tattooed on him. Yeah, he really does. It's a little weird. Yeah, but before, before L.A. Knight got yeah, big. Before L.A. Knight. Is he from L.A.? Probably not. Let's be real here. And then it's funny because he's called L.A. Night and you've heard his theme song. It's like a carbon copy of his California Love. Yeah. Which is perfect because it's L.A. Night. I like L.A. Night. I think he's good. He's very good on the mic. Oh, he's phenomenal on the mic. That's why like, I feel like they should make him at least a mid-card champion because he can carry his own because he yeah, can talk. Give him, the, give him the belt. Yeah, I, I, I would love it. I wouldn't be against it, but I don't know if you're going to have Seth Rollins or something, like right? someone like that lose to L.A. Knight. Who's going to beat Roman, man? I mean, it's just getting later Cody and later Rhodes. in this guy. Like, Cody Rhodes. Roman's, what, third now on the all-time list? Or fourth? Fourth. Who's still ahead of him? 
San Martino, Hogan, and Backlund. He passed Pedro Morales already. Well, I think that Roman's going to actually lose the belts at WrestleMania because I saw a video about it. That's still a year. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah, close to, I mean, WrestleMania's in April. Because I saw a video the other day, and, um, I don't, it was like, and he had, the guy actually brought up a good point. He was like, you know, like, next year's WrestleMania 40, and like, in every WrestleMania, like, at the beginning of, like, the next decade, something big always happens. And I forgot what he said happened at WrestleMania 10 and 20, but then he was like, WrestleMania 30, obviously had Daniel Bryan winning. So he was like, I could see, like, WrestleMania 40, like, the big thing being that Roman's 20 was story. Brock beat Angle. Shooting Star Press, yeah, and right. he broke 